Hello, hello. Welcome. My name is Mika Marcelet, and you are listening to Talking Aging on Vancouver Co-op Radio 100.5 FM or coopradio.org. This is being recorded on the unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh people. Thank you so much for joining me. Today I am speaking with Jeremiah Hayes, the filmmaker of Dear Audrey, along with Martin Duckworth, who is the subject in the film. And Dear Audrey is an award-winning documentary that follows Martin Duckworth as he narrates his life and follows along for the journey um, of Martin as a caregiver for his wife, Audrey Shermer, in the final stages of her Alzheimer's. So I would like to welcome them both to the show. Hello, gentlemen. Can you hear me? Hi. Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course, thank you so much for joining me this morning. So I really enjoyed the film. I thought it was very interesting. You were so authentic and open throughout the throughout the making of it. And I'll just start with Jeremiah. If you wanted to give a brief background of how long it took during the filming and kind of what was your inspiration to film this family. Well, it took four years to shoot and about a year uh, to edit uh, and arrange the animation and music. Uh, so we started in uh, 2016. And um, I, the inspiration was uh, just, I knew Martin since um, 91, and I always thought he was a very authentic, honorable man and led a fascinating life. So I, I just felt like that would be um, such a beautiful thing to document. Martin um, taking care of his wife, Audrey, during her illness. Absolutely. And Martin, how did you find during the filming how you were able to kind of express your story in that way? Oh, well, uh, I I wasn't aware of expressing a story. (laughs) I was only aware of uh, uh, carrying on my uh, uh, regular friendship with Jeremiah. We've been chums for, my God, 20 years now, maybe. Uh, so life life didn't change much for me. I wasn't aware of uh, telling a story. I was just aware of carrying on a dear old friendship. That, and that's how it came across, for sure. Um, yeah. So I'll just get right into it. Martin, you said that your mission, well, it seemed that your mission was to ensure Audrey had a meaningful life. And I just wanted to know kind of what you mean by that and, and how important you think meaning is in everyday life for people who are living with Alzheimer's. Uh I, I I said that I wanted to create a meaningful life for Audrey. Is that what you're telling me? Is that what I said? <laughs> I think. Anyway, yeah. it, it was uh, uh, the biggest challenge in my life was uh, uh, making my relationship with Audrey as full as it could be. Um, I felt that I became a much bigger soul during that period. Uh, as I became more aware than ever of uh, what Audrey meant to me, all, all her great qualities as a human being, as an artist, as a mother, and as a partner. Uh, so I <clears throat> felt that I was uh, falling in love with her more and more <laughs> as the illness got <laughs> worse as it went along. And uh, I felt I was becoming uh, an enriched human being. Does that provide an answer? 
Absolutely. And yeah. yeah, I also just wanted to speak to the fact that like creating meaning and kind of keeping the creativity and the curiosity in life for people living with Alzheimer's is also really important. So even though like it seems like you learned so much, I think you were also giving giving Audrey so much as well, right? Uh, you know, I always felt that she had more to give to the world than I had because she she loved uh, people and children and old people and artists and musicians. She she handed out so much love uh, wherever she went, and she continued to do so right to the end. Uh, her last uh, year and a half at an old people's home, uh, she was the one who paid most attention to other uh, inmates in the nursing home. Uh, so I, I I learned a lot from her. Uh, even, you know, the more the, the worse the disease got, the more I learned from her. Yeah. And for Jeremiah, what would have been the most challenging part of, of the filming? Well, you know, I, I didn't find the filming a challenge. It was just a, a lot of fun, and I just enjoyed spending time with Martin and Audrey and their daughter, Jacqueline. You know, I was always impressed by um, the fact that, you know, I would come by once or twice a month over the four-year period, and every time I showed up, I found that something fascinating was happening, and I thought, wow, that's an amazing scene. <laughs> and uh, so I was, like, really um, happy with every encounter and every shoot that we did. Um, so it was really a, a joy to make the film, and I, I learned a lot as, as a person, as a man, um, <clears throat> how to be a better person and how to take care of people and, and um, you know, have your priorities in life straight. The most challenging part was just the, um, organizing the post-production and, and getting the edit done and the uh, uh, music and the animation right. Um, I really loved the animation and the music, but it, it it took a lot of work and it took you know it's not easy to get animation and music right for a film. So yeah, that was the, I guess the most challenging part. So the the more challenging would have come after, whereas like yeah. the actual filming, it kind of just came naturally. Yeah, it just flowed together, and the editing flowed together really easily too. Um, but then, it, yeah, just getting the the the, the animator Josh Shred and the composer. Walker Grimshaw did an amazing job. But, it, you know, it just took a lot of time and effort to just get it to flow right with the film. And um, partly I, I'm very fussy and picky, so it, it's just back, a lot of back and forth that way. You know? I see. Okay. And then for Martin, so during the filming, we, we saw how Audrey would wander. And I imagine many people caring for loved ones with Alzheimer's have the instinct to kind of stop the wandering. Um, but you would you mentioned also that you would just let Audrey wander and follow her. Do you think that that had a positive effect on her well-being and her um, behavior? Um, yes, I think so, because uh, it made her aware of uh, my presence, uh, that uh, I was I was her lover and her protector and her closest uh, confidant. Uh, yeah, I think I think. Uh, it made her strongly aware of, of uh, the, the importance of my role in her life. I like to say that uh, there was one great advantage that came out of this filming for me, and that was getting, getting to know Jeremiah's wife, I, 
who was a Japanese uh, woman. Uh, she was uh, so helpful during the shoot, uh, keeping me well fed. <laughs> she was a wonderful cook and a wonderful uh, art lover. We we uh, talk about films and art and politics a lot, as, as well as eating great food. So uh, that's a great, uh, fine addition to my life, uh, making becoming a friend with Jeremiah's wife, I, AI, spelled. Oh, that's great. And yeah, being fed is very important, especially, I'm sure, while you're filming. Um, (laughs) And I know, okay, so you said that Audrey was living in, you called it an old people's home, but you were able to get Audrey into like a living center for people with Alzheimer's, um, for Alzheimer's care. How long was the wait for that? And what was it like, kind of like navigating the system to get into a place like that? We were very lucky. It was a brand new home, okay. uh, specializing in uh, treatment for people with Alzheimer's for the first time, uh, first old people's home in Montreal to specialize like that. Uh, and it just opened, uh, and there were only 10 rooms available, and uh, we made, uh, became aware of it when there was uh, just one room left, so we got, we were we were the 10th person to get in, into the last room. Uh, uh, so it was a very quick process. I mean, we, we found that place within uh, uh, a few days of starting our hunting, and uh, we were very lucky. That's excellent. She was beautifully treated there. Good. Yeah, no, that's excellent. It seemed really lovely there. And how mo- I guess for both of you, actually, how much did you know about Alzheimer's disease before, like before filming and before kind of when Audrey was reaching the final stages? Me, I, I didn't know much of, about it at all. Um, but, you know, of course, um, filming and getting to know Martin and Audrey, I learned a lot in the process. Um, you know, for example, I didn't know there were seizures involved. And so that's one of the problems that Audrey faced. And uh, Yeah, um, me either. Yeah. So that uh, really, well, every time she had a seizure, there would be a... Um, a marked difference in her abilities. You know, she would it, it would be a sudden decline, and there were many. There were one we document one in the film, but there were many others. I think. Um, <clears throat> but also, I, you know, I I just was impressed by how much grace Audrey faced the illness and was always positive and smiling and happy. You know, throughout her illness, and so I guess. You know, that made things easier for everyone involved, too, you know? So. Mm-hmm. And I know it was mentioned that um, Audrey wasn't displaying the characteristics that you, that you hear about where yeah. people can be a little aggressive and c- complain but more. Yeah. yeah. And that's not something that, I guess, you know, that was noticed, right, Martin? Uh, you know, um, I knew nothing about Alzheimer's until uh, her medical uh, annual medical examination of uh, uh, of a day I'll never forget August thirteenth, two thousand thirteen, when she was declared to have had Alzheimer's. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so uh, it didn't make. Uh, I didn't see her any different uh, the, the day before or the day after her her diagnosis like that. Uh, life carried on as normal. It was only. Uh, very slowly over the next uh, 
couple of years that it became I became aware of what the characteristics of Alzheimer's disease were. The big turning point when was when she was informed that she wouldn't be allowed to drive a car anymore. Uh, then she became very aware of what it meant to have Alzheimer's, <laughs> and me too. It was a it was a an upsetting point for her. What uh, made it livable was uh, our enrolling her in a treatment for Alzheimer's patients called Alzheimer's Group Inc. in Montreal, which is in a in a suburb of Montreal. So she went there two or three times a week for an entertaining session, which gave her a lot of fun, gave her uh, joy in life, and made it look as if uh, Alzheimer's wasn't all that bad after all. But she was quite extraordinary there. Uh, while she was in her happy sessions on one side of the hall, spouses, uh, including myself, were sitting on the other side of the hall talking about how awful it was to live with this disease. But I, I was the only person in the group who, was, who couldn't agree that it was an awful experience. I, I, uh, Audrey was just her same self as ever, and just as enjoyable person to be with. So for so this Alzheimer's Inc. They did support groups for the Alzheimer's patient, and then as well for the spouse, kind of like separate. Yeah. Well, okay. well, the patients were giving. Uh, were being entertained on one side of the hall. The spouses sat on the other side of the hall, complaining about how difficult life was. Oh. <laughs> As, uh, I, I never shared that experience. It, was, it, it wasn't difficult for me. It was uh, just carrying on as usual with Audrey. Yeah, no, you handled everything with such grace, like from what I could see in the film and just even just speaking about your past experiences in your life, it seems like you kind of just take things as they come. Well, I learned a lot uh, from Audrey about that. You know, uh, uh, she 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 was the person who who uh, knew how to accept things as, as they came, and I I learned I learned a lot from her in that way. How old was she on on this August thirteenth, seventy seven? Seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and I was eighty six. Oh, wow. Okay. So I also wanted to talk to Jeremiah because I heard somewhere that you almost wanted to make the house another character in the film. And personally, I think you succeeded just from like the creaks in the floor to the decorations from the birthday. You could tell there was so much love in that house. Um, Why was that important to you if it if it was if I understood that correctly? Well, I, I felt, you know, it's a way to tie the film together a aesthetically you know as a recurring image as a recurring theme as a home and i knew that uh you know martin loves this home and it means a lot to him and every picture on the wall has a history (laughs) so uh, i felt that it was a a thread that i could use throughout the film and then tie it up at the end visually and through his words as a place um Of that just represented his relationship with Audrey and all his children, and so um, yeah, children are another strong theme in the film. Mm-hmm. You know, Martin's one. Of, I think it's one of Martin's great loves is <laughs> all his children. So uh, yeah, that was the other thing that kept 
coming I wanted to keep coming back and to the film as a thread oh yeah absolutely and I mean Jacqueline was like front and center throughout the film yeah um and then the we met a few others but no other speaking roles really no yeah that was the other thing I was wanted really wanted to keep it um limited to three people three characters who spoke okay because um I just felt they would keep things simple and, and help keep things unified uh, throughout the film. So you, you didn't have to explain um, too much about each person. So I thought that that would just help keep the film um, glued together, you know, just to have Martin and Jacqueline and Audrey. And, um, yeah, so I think Jacqueline added an, a, whole, a very important element to the film in the sense where she was sort of the outsider looking in on their relationship and commenting in a very simple way, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, I mean, I think you succeeded because even without the speaking roles from the other children, you still kind of felt like you knew them, just the way yeah. Martin, you would speak of them and everything like that, just yeah, the way the story was told. Right. So I also wanted to ask, because the film also kind of focuses on a lot of like social change and political issues through talking about Martin's other Martin's films that um, have mm-hmm. been made. So I wanted to know if you had put any thought to like social change for caregivers or the way caregivers or people with living with Alzheimer's are treated in Canada. Well, I, I hope that comes through the film naturally. Um, you know, I think that through, through the making of the film, I, I wanted to give voice to Martin's um, activism as a pacifist, which I always was really inspired by. But at the same time, you know, I think Martin's example of taking care of Audrey, and you hear of Audrey taking care of, of Jacqueline, and just, you know, the love and care and devotion that family members like Martin and Audrey take um, are so, you know, it, it's just a, a very graceful and beautiful example of how to take care of people. Like a, the example of just letting Audrey wander and not interrupting her to just to find out where she was going. I think that that, you know, is a great example where people might just um, try to control her and not let her because out of just worry that she might hurt herself. But Martin was just, you know, wanted, wanted to find out where she was going and give her the freedom to, to wander uh, within limits, you know, with not letting her hurt herself. But, you know, so I just thought that, you know, I think his example and generosity and, and love and care might be a good example for others. And it certainly was for me. Oh, absolutely. It was a great example because oftentimes a lot of people working with others who have Alzheimer's will try and use rational thinking to mm-hmm. almost like explain or use kind of safety, but that won't that won't get you anywhere. That often just leads to frustration or stress response. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why Audrey never was very, I don't know if she was ever frustrated or angry because Martin just, you know, gave her the freedom she needed. 
you know, maybe there was inter- an interplay like that involved. I, I'm not, I well, that's my opinion, because yeah. it's just an, a normal stress response. Like people think, oh, yeah. if you have Alzheimer's or dementia, it's like a whole other thing. But no, you're still a human being. You still have normal fight or flight yeah. stress responses. <clears throat> and you're going to react the way that you kind of see fit. So I think it played yeah. a huge role. Yeah, and I think also, I think we have to give credit to people with Alzheimer's. They probably realize that their functions are Mm -hmm. limited, and that could make someone very frustrated and angry naturally. You know, so it's just human nature. So, um, yeah, and I think that uh, the the loving environment that Martin provided for her certainly helped, you know. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah, I think that's it 100%. Um, So... Like, I mean, Martin, I think there's a lot people can learn from you. Like I mentioned, just, even just the way you showed everything by example, how gentle you were and um, how you treated and like just the way also you showed appreciation for your family, I think is a huge lesson for people to kind of remember that life is so precious and you should enjoy the moments that you have. Um, and I know you spoke about this before, Jeremiah, but was there anything else that you learned during this process that you kind of want to explain? Yeah, well, I think like um, I think Martin, as a man, is very um, honest about himself, and you know, uh, is willing to admit his faults. And I think that that's that's something to uh, emulate as a guy. You know, I think mm-hmm. that often uh, we're uh, you know too proud to say you know we made a mistake here, and I'm sorry for that. And I think that that's a good example of how a guy should live his life and and be introspective and self-critical when it need be. And we see uh, several instances throughout the film like that. And I, I was very inspired by that. I, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. And Martin, did you learn anything about yourself during the filming of this um, or any kind of wisdom that you'd like to express? Uh, about how to make a good film. I learned a lot about how to make a good <laughs> film <laughs> uh, by uh, being intimate with the filmmaker. Uh, I, I hope I hope that other young filmmakers who see the film uh, can can learn that also. That if you want to make a good film, you have to be on intimate terms with your subject, uh, so they're not even aware. Uh, that a film is being made. Um, I think it's something that I I learned actually through my whole life, my own life as a documentary filmmaker. But uh, I, I think it's never been so clear in the resulting film as it is in in the case of Jeremiah's film here. Well, I think this film is leaving a lot of people wanting to see. First of all, more of your work, Jeremiah, and also Martin, your films as well. So. I'm told they can see this on the National Film Board website. Is that the case? I have a dozen of my films on the NFB website. Okay. Another half a dozen or so on my own YouTube uh, entry on on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I made uh, 30 films altogether, and, and of them, about 20 are now are available on the internet. You, okay. you can find them all uh, on dearaudrey.ca. It's a website. Um, so there are links to all of the NFB films and all of the 
other films that are available online uh, with short descriptions and stuff of each. Okay, and where yeah. and how can people see Dear Audrey? Well, Dear Audrey is coming to the VIF Theater starting the, the 19th of August. Uh, so, yeah, and it'll be running, I think, until the 24th, almost every day in between. So, yeah, yeah I, for Vancouver. I have here, so it's going to be on the 19th, 20th, 21st. 23rd and 24th at the VIF Center, Van City Theater. Very comfortable chairs, great location to see a film. The perfect beautiful film theater, to go yeah. see. Yeah, beautiful yeah. theater. And where, then you're where did also, you see it? Me? Where I, did you see it? I saw it yesterday at the VIF Van City Theater. Oh, they had a preview for the press, did they? Well, there were other guests there as well. And yeah, it was a great experience. Actually, the person who was sitting beside me at the end of the film, remarked how this really reminded her of her own experience caring for her husband. So it really resonates with people. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah, no, it was great. So they, so they they're all on yeah. the Dear Audrey website and they're on the NFB website. Oh, good. Yeah, absolutely. But you're also playing it in other parts of Canada, right? That's right. It's going to be showing in Edmonton, Calgary, and Montreal, in two theaters in Montreal. Um, different dates but uh most starting the 19th of august so again all it's like one-stop shopping if you go to dear audrey website there's a buy ticket button you can find out where and how perfect that's where people should go buy your tickets look at the show times and pick which one works best for you yeah and we're going to be uh doing some q a's in montreal okay yeah because we live here (laughs) (laughs) probably for the best yeah (laughs) well i want to thank you both so much for joining me it's really great to talk to you and yeah it's been a pleasure yeah i appreciate you taking the time yeah thanks for having us thank you thank you so much so thank you that was i was speaking with martin duckworth the subject of dear audrey along with the filmmaker jeremiah hayes and you are listening to Talking Aging on Vancouver Co-op Radio 100.5 or coopradio.org.